Well, praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast. This is Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here on Cross Time with Pastor Curtis every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. I'm glad that you're with us today. We're going to be diving on into further our topic of Jesus, our example. And we'll be seeing some phenomenal things today. I believe the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, will attempt to guide us into all truth. He will attempt to impart truth and we know we will be walking in it and it will be imparted to us when it is transforming our lives and our lives are becoming the gospel. Our lives are being uh, transformed into the very image of Christ, the very uh, image of that death of His and we'll be talking about that today. So grab your Bibles and let's get ready to jump in here in just a moment. Let me first uh, do a little advertisement. Pastor Mark Goldwire will be with us tomorrow night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 10 a.m. So you want to tune in if you can't drive in and be a part of the services this weekend. And uh, Brother Mark is a, is a powerful gospel preacher and uh, always enlightening. Uh, uh, I mean, the Lord always uses him to bring things uh, out that uh, most of the time we've not seen and, uh, and that excites our soul. But the Lord is also able to uh, show us uh, truth that he might guide us. And you're going to hear me say that a lot in my ministry, that he might guide us into truth. That's why Jesus said he came. So don't, don't forget about the meetings this weekend. Again, it's Pastor Mark Goldwire tomorrow night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And you will be blessed, I promise you that. Uh, everything we do here at Crossway Church can be found on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, as well as the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Also, you can get an app for your phone called the Spreaker app. And our channel is for those who have ears to hear. We're broadcasting on it live right now. And it's just audio. But there are 800, there are almost 900 gospel-centered, which means cross-centered messages on that audio channel, that, that app for you to be able to listen to anywhere, wherever you are. And so also we have a church app. Crossway Church has an app and uh, you can watch live, you can look at the archives, uh, you can uh, give on that church app. And we just praise God for all of you who are supporting supporting the truth of the gospel. Uh, so many are, are, are gleaning and learning and growing. Make sure that you're giving to where you are reaping, where you are learning and where you are growing the truth of the cross. Make sure you are giving into that good ground, wherever that might be. If you are someone who always is tuned in and you're always hearing and the Holy Spirit is using the ministry to teach you the truth of God's Word and growing you and maturing you, be a blessing. It's not, it's not because the ministry is hurting. It's, it's a blessing for you to sow into good ground. Hallelujah. Many people are, 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 are just gleaning so much, but very few are giving. So I encourage you to give to where you're gaining ground in the truth of God's Word, not just information, not just something you've never heard before, but that which the Lord is able to, through your faith to guide you into the truth of God's Word. Give there. And at the end of the broadcast, we'll uh, tell you how you can give to the ministry here if the Lord stirs your heart, in fact, to do that. If He does, you can count on one thing. He's going to bless you tremendously. Wherever, wherever you give to the preaching of the cross, the Lord is going to bless you tremendously. But if, if that is what your faith is in, not just because you give, if that is what your faith is in and you want to be a part of the de declaration of truth, the message of the cross, God will bless you tremendously. This morning, 
This is part three of Jesus, our example. 2 Peter chapter 1 is where we will be this morning. And we will be discussing something that's new to me. Very encouraging, very enlightening. Uh, It's not that it has never been talked about ever because I, I read it. Uh, just a few weeks ago uh, behind a man who wrote it back in the 1930s, a man named F.J. Hugel. And in this little book I was reading, he began to expound on how the divine nature is the nature of the Lamb. And we're going to look at that to some degree today because the nature of God is the nature of the Lamb. It's, it's, It's the magnitude of the avenue of which God has showed us His love, mercy, and grace, His loving kindness, His every single thing that we know about God today, we know only as we behold the Lamb of God. There at the cross, He manifests Himself in the fullness of who He was in the Lamb. We need to think about that. We need to talk about that today. Let's begin here in John, though, of course, our springboard scripture for this series that we're doing. It's John chapter 5, verse 30. And Jesus says, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just. Why? Because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Now there's a lot to be talked about in that one Bible verse that Jesus taught. Jesus did not have a sin nature, but yet neither did the first Adam in the Garden of Eden. And yet he choose, chose rather to rely on himself. The first Adam chose to just rely on himself and listen to his wife and instead of following the voice of God, the instruction, the commandment of God that you are free because remember that is how God wrote that for us to read and the Lord God commanded the man saying you are free to eat of all the trees in the garden just Don't eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day that you do eat of that tree, you shall surely die. And instead of hearkening unto that voice, he hearkened unto his wife. And he just flat out rebelled. And and he, he relied on himself and what he thought he needed to do instead of trusting in God. He didn't have a sin nature, but he developed one in that moment of disobedience to God. And that's why we all, the entirety of the human race, uh, has been produced after that kind. Sinners reproduce sinners. And Jesus, although he never had a sin nature, he had a choice. And his choice was to constantly, without fail, Obey, listen and hear his heavenly Father being led by the Holy Spirit. He said, I can of my own self do nothing. See, he he refused to rely on self because that is what got us in trouble to begin with. And my friend, that is your daily problem and my daily problem. It's not the political issues. It's not those people you work with, although all of those things may be problems in and of themselves, uh, our self is our biggest nightmare, our biggest issue. And Jesus taught the only answer for that is faith in the cross that gives us the power to deny self because you don't just deny self by your own power. You choose to trust in Christ and His finished work, the Holy Spirit then gives you the power to deny self. See, only through faith in the cross was self put away and is self denied. You need to understand that. As the Lord sees a child of God or a lost person, believing the gospel, trusting in the death of Jesus on Calvary's cross, self is denied. 
self is denied the right to control and, and, and run things and, and, and continue to destroy us in corruption and destruction. Never forget that inside every sin is self. You say, well, we're all a self. We're, we're all a self. Yes, and on our best day, self is corrupt. Self is corrupt. Jesus had no corruption, had no sin nature, had never sinned, and still couldn't rely on himself. What makes us think we can rely on ourselves with a sin nature, with a, with a flesh we're still living in that's bent towards sin on your best day, my friend? The Bible says there's no good thing in this flesh. Nothing. The only thing good about us is the Lord himself who dwells in our hearts by his spirit and the new creation he's created in righteousness. It's called the hidden inner man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anything else is corrupt. Now let me say it again. If Jesus with no sin and no sin nature couldn't rely on himself, how much more should we not rely on ourselves? Because we know how corrupt we were and that we can be without the guidance of the same Holy Spirit that led our Jesus every step of the way as our example, which is what we're talking about. So let's read this again before we move on to a, a place we're really going to get into something fresh and, and benefiting for those who have ears to hear the truth today. There's not many. I don't feel bad about few followers. Jesus had few followers. I don't feel bad about small ministries because it, there's only a few that's going to make it anyway. And I thank God that they're popping up all over the world, little uh, gatherings of people who, who the Lord is able to bring back to what He's focused on, His Son and what His Son did at Calvary. Uh, a people that will be determined to know nothing else just as God was predetermined to know nothing else, to work through nothing else, to speak through nothing else. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. Why don't you just join me this morning? Worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Only He can save and deliver. Heaven is full of the splendor and the glory and the majesty of of the Lamb, hallelujah. Rivers of living water, those waters flow out from the throne, hallelujah, only because the Lamb is there, hallelujah. Only because the Lamb has entered into heaven on our behalf, hallelujah. The glory in heaven is of nothing other than that of the Lamb. That's what John saw when he was allowed to look into heaven was the glory and the splendor and the majesty of the Lamb, everything surrounding the Lamb. Hallelujah. And if, as it is in heaven, God says, so it better be on earth. And my friend, our focus is the Lamb. It's not we say it is and then we give our attention to everything else. Everything is about the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. And we need to remember that. So, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear... I judge, and my judgment is just. That word means righteous, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. See, trying to carry out our will for our lives distorts our hearing and proves we're not listening to the one who has his will for us. We must hear him and judge righteous judgment based on his righteous direction and instruction to be carrying out his will. Now I know what I'm talking about. I've been guilty most of my life from trying to carry out my will based on what I think that had nothing to do with the word of God and even when I used the Word of God, it was out of its righteous context. You'd be amazed at how many Christians never pick a Bible up. And when they do, it's just so they can try to use it and piece it in 
where they want it to fit. How I want this, I want this to work for me today. This is why that, that will never work. We're, we're called to be followers of Christ and how that works, he said, is you deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow him and the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth and your life then will be being, it will be becoming the gospel that you're here. If our lives are to be becoming the gospel, Philippians chapter 1, that means we are to be hearing the gospel. And if we are to be being made conformed to the image of the Son of God, Romans 8 and 29, that means we have to be following the Son of God, seeing Him. And how do we see Him? The New Testament says that we see Him in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 and Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Both of those scriptures tell us what it means to be looking unto Jesus or but seeing Jesus. In both of those Bible verses it talks about His cross, His death. So to be seeing Jesus properly, at least in the way that conforms you into his image because we are being made conformable unto his death and we'll talk about that today through faith in the sacrifice of Christ. It's, it's, it, this is the Christianity that most really don't know anything about. This is the Christianity that most when they start hearing it they opt out. It's not what I bought into to, to take up a cross daily and to, 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 to be conformed into the image of the death of Jesus. This is not what I bought. You start talking about the cross all the time and why is it that we really don't really like to hang on to the cross and, and just take it up every day and keep going because self is screaming because if we listen to what we think, we will put the cross down. And if we put the cross down, then the Holy Spirit cannot do what He desires to do. He can't do it through what I think. He can't do it through self. Jesus could do nothing of Himself. He's our example. Amen, Brother Curtis. So we can't do anything of ourselves. We must be led just as Jesus by the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, into all truth if we're going to hear properly and if we're going to experience the will of God in our lives. It's not make-believe. It's not pretend. It's not pick a verse and I want this to work today. And No, the Lord knows where we all are in our on our paths that we're walking on of righteousness and we're all in different places as far as maturity. But we better, there's only one path we can be on, that's the path of righteousness. Now, let's get a little further in this today, 2 Peter chapter 1. Let's read, let's go ahead and read verse 1 through verse 4 because we're going to really get into verse 4 and look at it intensely today. In, in, in maybe a way that the Holy Spirit will show us and help us to see more clearly some things we need to be seeing and understanding here in this end of the age in which we live where the Lord is pouring out of His Spirit on all flesh. He's pouring out of His Spirit upon all flesh in these last days. The increase of knowledge, the knowledge of His Son, the knowledge of the Lamb, the knowledge of the gospel, the truth, His righteousness. That's what He's pouring out of His Spirit in these last days. I think we've missed the boat because only in this avenue that He's pouring out of are our sons and daughters going to be able to prophesy that it be of God, have dreams and visions and they be of God. There's dreams and visions everywhere. There's all kind of prophecies 
voices that call themselves prophetic, but the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Revelation chapter 19, read that chapter, you'll see that verse there, 10 or 11, 10 I believe, the, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. And the Lord, I believe we've missed the understanding of what it means for God to be pouring out of His spirit in the last days. And we, we've gotten all uh, up in the air over uh, the Holy Spirit not because we've not realized how He works, which is specifically and strictly within the perimeters of faith in the Lamb. The cross, the death of Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. Uh, hallelujah to the Lamb. When, when, you, when, you come, when you allow the Lord to, to bring you back to Calvary, and, and, and really, listen to me carefully, make it more when you allow Him to impart the truth of the cross daily, the word of the cross from Genesis to Revelation in your heart. More, more than, see, there, you can stop at the point of Him showing you this is theologically sound and correct. You can stop right there. But you will not grow if you stop right there. What he is showing you that is theologically sound and correct, the word of the cross. It must be imparted into the heart for change, for conformation into the image of the gospel, which is the death of Jesus Christ. If our lives, Philippians chapter 1, should be that which is becoming the gospel, but we're being conformed, made conformable to the death of Jesus, that tells us that we've got to be hearing all the words of God absolutely correct from Genesis to Revelation, but they're all in righteousness. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 8. Write it down and listen, go look at it when we're done unless you're just listening to me along with another 40 people you're listening to this week. You better be getting something, my friend, out of what you're hearing. It better be something the Holy Spirit, you're allowed, because it's not mystical and magical. Don't ever think that transformation is without your participation. Don't ever think that your transformation is without your participation. It takes your faith in that which you are being made conformable to. It takes faith in the sacrifice of Christ for you to be walking in His footsteps as He is our example. It takes faith in His sacrifice for you and I to be being made conformed into His image, for our lives to be becoming the gospel. Hallelujah. All those scriptures are tied together. If you open your Bible and read about Jesus and what He did as a man on this earth, and then you just go out and try to start doing all that without knowing that your faith has to be in the death of Jesus, not when you got saved only last week, last millennium, your faith has to be in that crucified Savior today. That's where your faith has to be because it's the, it's the only place God meets and speaks with His people through and works in and through them only there, not just because we got saved. It's the only place that we're being made conformable to His death. The death opened the door for you to be able to, by His Spirit, be led by His Spirit into all truth that your lives then can look like Jesus looked on this earth and we grow in that transformation. We grow into that place of obedience, into that place of expressing, I like to say, experience, true experience brings about the true expression. A true experience, and outside of faith in the cross, 
That's what we're trusting in now, not because we trusted in the cross and got saved 40 years ago, four days ago. We're trusting in the cross of Christ now, reckoning ourselves to be dead indeed unto sin and alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 6, 11, and Galatians 2, 20. I am crucified with Christ, yet I live, but it's not me that's living now. It's Christ now living in me. Or is it? It's either me or him. And if it's him, I'm living by his faith, the faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah to the Lamb. We need to understand these things and we need to know these things. That The, the, tr the true experience, biblical experience, is faith in the sacrifice of Christ and the Holy Spirit speaking and working through that, guiding us into the truth of that and shaping and molding and transforming and conforming us into that image. The image of his death. Philippians 3.10 tells us that we're being made conformable unto his death. We'll get to that. Hang on. 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter writes, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us. That's us. We've obtained the same faith, that like precious faith that Peter had. No different. Through the righteousness of God. That means what Christ did at Calvary. How do we know it means that? Read the last part of this first verse. And our Savior, Jesus Christ. There is no righteousness outside of Christ. None. There is no righteousness that exists outside of Christ. We, through faith in His death, Him being made a sin offering for us, we have been made through faith in that alone, the righteousness of God in Him. Only in Him. That means in His death. In Him always means in His death. You've got to know that. Verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So you can't get away from Jesus. You can't get away from Jesus as Savior, verse 1, and Jesus as Lord, verse 2. Verse 3, according as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. Jesus Christ is the only glorious one, the only one with glorious virtue. The only one. Hallelujah. And He's called us to that glory. He's called us to that virtue. And it says here in verse 3, as His divine power, that's the cross, God's power, divine is God. Divine power has given us to all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him, the knowledge of that power, where it comes from, the knowledge of the cross, that has called us to glory and virtue. Now watch verse 4. This is really where we're trying to get to today. Whereby, that means by this divine power, God has given us the, the way of the cross, the death of Jesus. God has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through that knowledge, that same knowledge that we obtain that faith through the righteousness of God in verse 1 Whereby, whereby we are given, or God has given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, colon. That means get ready. He's about to show you something specifically and intensifying based on what he just said. Let's read what he just said again. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these, these exceeding great and precious promises that come to us through our faith in His divine power, that power that gave us 
life and godliness, made us live alive from the dead and godly when we were ungodly. The blood of Jesus, the cross of Christ. Listen. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be made partakers of the divine nature. The God nature. Watch. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Where did we escape the corruption that's in the world through lust? At the cross. <laughs> When you believed upon Christ and in that death that he died for you, all you really knew then was that God was forgiving you of your sin and you had a place in heaven and were no longer headed to hell. But because you've become a student of God's word, you've seen now that you also have found the power and the way of escape of all the world's corruption all the world, listen, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through the lust in our own hearts. The corruption of the world is only through the lustful hearts of self. That which corrupts is self. That's why Jesus said, of mine own self, I can do nothing. Oh, he could have chose to do something of his own self. He said, I could call legions of angels. But did he? No, he chose to go to the cross. He chose to continue to be led by the Spirit of God. He chose to continue to trust in the one who was judging righteous judgment for him and the path he was on which was a path all the way to a hill outside the gates of Jerusalem called Golgotha, the hill of Calvary, that he tasted death on by the grace of God for every man. You and me, we ought to be shouting hallelujah to the Lamb of God every day. But we want to bring something out this morning that I've recently come across and it has blessed me and continues to bless me is for several weeks there in my heart I was saying I just want that in me. I want to have that that got Christ to the cross and through the cross and through the grave. I want to have that working in me, that same, that disposition of Christ. But then the Lord, is, is, but I knew... I, I wanted that and that desire was correct and if you're a child of God, that should be there above all things. We, we pray, God help me to do this and help me to do that. No, help me to see that which you've done which is, which is given me access to your grace and peace being multiplied and, and multiplies the knowledge of, uh, of God and my Lord Jesus Christ and, and shows me how precious these uh, exceeding great promises are and that by them I might be partakers experiencing the divine nature. And listen, the more you experience the divine nature, the more you will be expressing the divine nature. And if you and I are being made conformable unto the death of Jesus, not the resurrection, it wasn't the Lamb was resurrected before the foundation of the world. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says the Lamb was slain from before the foundation of the world. And that Ephesians 1.4 says that you and I were chosen in Him from before the foundation of the world. Ephesians 1 and 4. Resurrection power is a given when our faith is in the death of Jesus. Resurrection power is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's Christ by His Spirit freely giving us the benefits that He died for. It's Him in experience mediating the new covenant, imparting the benefits, not based on our will, not what self thinks, but based on His will as He guides us by His Spirit into his truth onto His path of righteousness, being made conformable unto His Son's death. Well, what was that? Because when you see Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, 
And Paul's saying that he wants to know him. He wants to know the power of his resurrection. He wants to know the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death is the avenue of all three of those things there mentioned. Growing in our knowledge of him is only as we're being made conformable unto his death. Knowing the power of resurrection is only in the process of being made conformable unto his death. Absolutely true. Being in the fellowship of his sufferings is only experienced as we're being made conformable unto his death. Not by going to church, not by reading the Bible, not by prayer. Prayer is not the answer. The cross is God's answer. Hallelujah. It'll put your hind end in a pew. It'll put your knees on the ground and your hands lifted and a heart that's seeking God holy. It will cause all these things to take place, but Nothing is God's answer outside of the lamb offered at Calvary for everything he offers, all the promises of God. Let's read it again, verse 4. Whereby are given unto us, that's this divine power, the message, the word of the cross, hallelujah given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these exceeding great and precious promises that come to us according to this divine power, we're going to be partakers. Not just partakers in that the Holy Spirit has moved inside of everyone who's believed in Jesus Christ. For The Spirit of God dwells in those who have trusted in Christ and what He did at Calvary concerning the guilt of their sins. And we are also in the Spirit the moment that we believe in Christ. You need to know that too. But we are daily, if our faith remains as an identifiable faith, not my lips saying I have faith. James dealt with that. Jesus also dealt with it. There are many, he said, that honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Because to follow Jesus with the heart means that you've got to accept the way of the cross not just as your initial salvation, but as your daily sanctification. If you're going to follow Jesus, it's going to be far, far more than a trip to a building on Sunday by which most of those that claim Christianity don't even go to. You're going to have to take up your cross. You're going to have to keep your faith in that which saved you if you're going to be made conformable to who He is as the lamb. So I struggled with really, and I always did say, now we're not being made conformable unto a bloody, gory mess hanging on a tree. I knew that was right, but I just I just didn't have the words. I, I, and, 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 and I've already told you, I, I wanted that disposition of Christ. Uh, I wanted to be led by the Spirit in that way that would allow me daily to deny myself, take up my cross, meaning keep my faith in His cross, uh, and follow Him. I I wanted that disposition of Christ in me, working in me. I I wanted to experience my Savior because if I'm not, I can't express my Savior. I, I wanted that. But I read this statement that told me the divine nature is the nature of the Lamb. It is the Lamb of God that makes heaven what it is, that fills heaven with all that it has. The splendor, the majesty, the glory, it is only the Lamb of God that does that. (coughs) The Lamb of God laid his life down in Calvary's cross, perfect, spotless, without blemish. And there, as you've recently heard me say, if you follow our ministry, Jesus, John 10, declared it that he is the door. He became the door 
not only that he had to go in first, but that he opened and is the only avenue, his way of the cross is the only avenue for the sheep to go in also. It's the way of death. It's the only place life is found, my friend. If you're waiting to get to heaven to live, you're missing Jesus every day now. The way of life is the way of Jesus. But the way of Jesus is the way of the cross. And to refute that, to try to go around that, is nothing more than self having its ruling way in a heart. Let me say that again. To deny the way of Christ for the child of God is to live a crucified life by resurrection power, of course. But to live a resurrected life through faith in the cross of Christ, the very thing you're being made conformable unto is the Son of God as the Lamb of God and what He did at Calvary. You and I will never be Jesus and we'll never be that spotless Lamb of God. But we are His body. We are the body of Christ. He is our head. He is the head of the church. We are His body, the body of believers. And this divine nature is the nature of God. It's God's nature. And God has revealed Himself to His people as Lord and Savior. Who is that? It is the Lamb of God. It is His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The divine nature that we partake of is the nature of the Lamb. The nature of God. The Bible says that it pleased God for the fullness of the Godhead to dwell bodily in Christ. And He's our Lamb. He went to the cross in our place, our sacrifice. God offered His own Son as the Lamb of God. John the Baptist saw Him walking down the the banks of the river and he said, Behold the Lamb of God that comes to take away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. John recognized Him. Have you recognized Him as more than an initial born-again experience? Have you recognized Him as the one that's speaking to you? If you're a Christian, a child of God, He's trying to get you to hear Him daily and He's trying to get you to stay focused on who He is and what He did as the Lamb of God because that's what you and I are being made conformable to, His death. And where we've missed it is, and you need to listen to the last two Sunday morning messages titled Resurrection in Death and Death in Resurrection because Jesus was the resurrection before he ever went and died. He told Martha, I am the resurrection. The Bible says in Hebrews, the works were finished from the foundation of the world, yet they had to be manifest. Do you understand that? Though Christ was slain from before the foundation of the world as the Lamb, He still had to in the fullness of time show up and carry that work out in its manifestation. Though you and I were chosen in Him, in His death through our faith, trust in Him from before the foundation of the world, yet in the fullness of your time, you had to be here and to choose from the heart to trust in Christ to believe upon righteousness, that work He did for you at Calvary. For that is where we started today, 2 Peter 1 and 1, the avenue of the faith we obtained through that righteous work of Christ at Calvary. But though Jesus was the resurrection, He had to die so that you and I could die with Him. He represented us with perfection. All of our sin was laid upon Him. That's right, my friend. All of your sin and my sin was laid upon Christ that He might be 
our sin-bearing offering. And when he was raised from the dead, now he gives those that believe upon his death that resurrection power to be made conformable unto that death. Resurrection power is to be being made conformable unto his death. All the other things that we've abused resurrection power, we've called resurrection power, we've perverted resurrection power. Yes, it's by the Spirit of God that we preach and teach and love our wives as Christ loved us and gave himself for us and that wives submit to their own husbands and that we raise our children in the admonition of the Lord. But if it is not us in the process of being made conformable unto his death, it is nothing more than a big flesh pot of self trying to do it all ourselves because we see the Bible says to do it. Oh, that's a powerful statement. If we are not in the experience of being made conformable unto the death of Jesus, then we're working hard to try to do God's Word. And it's not the Holy Spirit guiding us along the way in truth with the fruit of His righteousness. The fruits of the gospel, which is what our lives are becoming. Let me ask you a question today, my friend, and it's a very convicting question. Is your life becoming that of the gospel? The Bible says that's the way of Christianity in Philippians chapter 1. Is your life becoming that which Jesus did for you at Calvary and offers you the experience an expression of daily as he attempts to load you with the benefits of his death. Is that your focus? Is that your desire is to be like Jesus? I'd say that all Christians would say, I want to be like Jesus, but is he the one we're looking at in the way we should be looking at him in the only avenue that we're being made conformable to him? We'd say, yes, I want to be like Jesus. Oh, Lord, help me to be like you. And then we go our own way and self is in control and in charge. Because asking the Lord to make you like him <coughs> doesn't allow him to unless you first allow him to show you that image that he's attempting to conform you into. It's that laid down, humble and obedient life, not exalting your own self or the thoughts and opinions of anyone else. My friend, you've got the fight on your hands there. You've got the fight on your hands there. And if you don't understand the truth of God's Word. If you don't understand, then you won't know that to fight the good fight of faith means you've got to fight the good fight of keeping your faith in the one who laid his life down for you to be able to obtain that faith through what he did to save you, 2 Peter 1 and 1. That faith you've received as a, as a Christian through what he did, that righteous work of death. The work of righteousness shall be peace, the prophet Isaiah said in, in chapter 32 verse 17. But yet the New Testament says he made our peace by the blood of his cross. You see, there's nothing going on with the Holy Spirit in our lives that's the will of God unless we're in the process of being made conformable unto the death of Jesus. If you're listening to and hearing ministers who are opening God's Word and are not pointing you to the very thing God Himself by His Spirit is trying to make you conformable unto, you've wasted probably thousands and thousands of dollars You've wasted thousands and thousands of hours listening to voices 
Yes, they use God's Word. But where has that gotten you? Think about these things. Grandmama goes there, so we go there. My friend goes there, so we go there. Uh, there's so many underlying deceptions that are so deceitful if self is running the show. Self can paint pictures for us to look at as to why we're really doing something and self will tell you you're never doing it for yourself. Only the crucified Christian has eyes to see when self is trying to rule the show. Revelation 12 and 3, the Bible... T I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 tells us that the Lord has dealt to all of His people the measure of faith so that we won't think more highly of our self than we ought. There is a place for self. And it's to daily be denied through trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary. That's where self belongs. Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. But as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. It's righteous judgment. And why did he go on to say in John 5 and 30? Because I'm not here doing my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Jesus has told us, His people, those that He saved through faith in His precious blood, that as the Father sent Him, so He has sent us. And if we're going in the avenue that He has sent us, then we will be found experiencing Him and in the experience of Christ comes the expression of Christ. We're not talking about a sinless life. We're not talking about sinless perfection. We're not talking about we don't make mistakes, but we're talking about we don't make it. We are talking about we don't make excuses for them. We go back to where our mistakes and sins were crucified, buried, and put away, and now we have an opportunity because we're justified by the blood to rise again and keep following Him not making excuses for our sin, but accepting the payment God made for our sin. We can either make excuses daily or we can accept what God did to make the payment for our sins. Guilt, shame, excuses, deliverance, uh, I mean uh, uh, bondages, chains, fears, everything. If we'll keep our faith, and you'll have to fight the good fight of faith to keep your faith in the cross because self, Jesus said, it's a daily issue. If any man come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Why daily? <clears throat> because daily self wants to do it self's way. And remember this, I'm going to say it again. Self will never tell you that you're doing this for self. But self will always try to grow, go around the crucified life. Self will always try to go around the way of the cross. You'll hear comments such as you don't have to say the cross all the time. All these people always talking about the cross now. Why can't they say this? Why can't they say that? We can and we do, but the focus is the cross. Focus of the Holy Spirit it's what God did in Christ at Calvary as, let me say this again, the focus of God, the entirety of the Godhead, is what God did in Christ on the cross as the Lamb. That's the focus of the Godhead. For that is where He offers salvation. That is where the only place He offers us to have this measure of faith, this like precious faith, that we can continue to walk in the power of that divine power and be partakers of the divine nature. That's the nature of the Lamb so that we can not only 
say that we have escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. But again, today, on this day, we can find self being denied because our faith is trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary. Accepting a message like this, what you've heard today, will uproot you from a church not preaching this message, not focused on the only thing God says that He allows you really to boast in. God forbids a boast in anything else other than Christ and Him crucified. That one place that your faith can be found and you found in the experience through that faith in the cross of Christ having the eyes to see now that the world has become crucified unto you and you crucified unto it. The great guff that separates us from the lust of the flesh being fulfilled and corruption destroying our lives is the cross of Christ every day. The centerpiece of our lives should be the Lamb of God. My friend, have you moved away from a focus of Calvary's cross? If you have and you're just not sure why things aren't working out or, or you're not, you know what you're listening to, just it's not really right, but you just couldn't put your finger on it, but now you can. Now you can. Now you know why what you've been listening to is wrong because its object of faith is wrong. Its focus is wrong. There was no focus. There was a blur. Whenever we make the comment that there was things going on I knew wasn't right, I just couldn't put my finger on it, that means there's confusion there. That means there's blurred vision there. God's not the author of confusion. That means we're not seeing what we need to be seeing. And that really means only one thing, my friend. We're not looking through the only avenue God looks through. The only avenue that God gives vision is through the blood. And that's not just eyesight at the born again experience. That's the sight that gives discernment that you need every single day of your life. I hope you've been encouraged and enlightened. I hope the Holy Spirit has been able to Go beyond this old country fella and take these truths and plant them in your heart and write them on your minds. I pray that you've heard him today. Many hear about him. Very few are hearing him. The few that are hearing him are being made conformable into the image of him, which the Bible says is vastly seen in his death. That is what we're being made conformable into. His death. Not his resurrection. His death. Jesus went to the cross to die. To be planted in death. That the things that were in him throughout all eternity past and future could now through that seed incorruptible seed of the woman. Incorruptible word of God. Now through the death of Christ be offered unto us that fellowship of his sufferings, that power of the resurrection, that knowledge and continued increase of knowledge of him as we are being made conformable unto that death by that resurrection power we have received. My friends, never forget it. The resurrection power of God may function in our lives for many purposes, but not outside the avenue of being made conformable under the image of his death. For through that avenue alone is the experience of the Savior you say you believe in and the expression of that Savior you say you believe in. The experience and the expression of Christ takes place as we're being made conformable under the image of his death. There's where you'll find that nature of the Lamb, the nature of the Lamb, and you're partaking of that very same nature. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's been a great, 
a great broadcast today. I'm glad you found us on YouTube or the website, however it is you found us, possibly Facebook or the Spreaker app. But I just pray God will have sparked a fire in your heart today and given you more than just something that is right scripturally. But I pray that He's shown you that path that He's making brighter by the day. Proverbs 4.18 It's only the path of the just that's becoming brighter for those who are on it. Being led on the path of righteousness. And I pray you've been blessed and encouraged and hopefully equipped and prepared a little bit better for your Savior's coming and for the things coming in our lives 100 mile an hour toward us before He comes. All you need is to be found in His process, in His will, and you will be blessed and you'll find all the provision you need through those exceeding great and precious promises as you're partaking of that divine nature of the Lamb. God bless you. Don't forget to give into this good ground. If the Lord stirs your heart to, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com. You can also text the word give to the number. You got your pencil? You got your pencil? You can text the word give to the number 903 231 5950. God bless you, every one of you soldiers of the cross. And may we continue to carry this great banner of love stained with the blood of Jesus every step of the way. Till I see you next time, God bless you and stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless you.